Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, an exuberant uh, and I would say stressed out Coleman Had a Dream special. Uh, I am here uh, with Ruth. How are you, Ruth? Stressed, stressed. I, I, I just I can't take too many of these. Dave and it's the whole as you were just saying the horrible realization that it feels like we might have dozens of them to come the way the playoffs well work. this is the, the, <laughs> exactly the playoffs which we will get into in a sec which are a, a shambles of a situation uh loom large for us but I will say what a fantastic problem to have Wales have drawn nil nil with Slovenia tonight uh which has seen us into the playoffs for the first time in the history uh, of women's football in Wales, which is a fantastic achievement. Before we start talking about the game and all that other stuff, Ruth, explain how, how you feel right now, other than stressed. <laughs> oh, no, it's just, it's amazing, isn't it? You think it's not so long ago that that crowd of knocking 13,000 would have been a damn good turnout at one of the men's internationals. And, you know, to, to hear that, you know, people were fighting for their parking spaces getting to the CCS and things and I, I I think it just shows how how far we've come and what a, an amazing journey it is um obviously um we're all hoping that there's a lot more to come but it's it's such a step such an important step and um I couldn't be prouder of the girls I think we've we've worried haven't we that we've got some stars that might be waning and then you you look at the new crop of players and you think actually we, we might be all right we might be doing all right here well I just well done to them can't can't believe it yeah absolutely absolutely agree well done to every one of them and, and you're absolutely right it was you know there's there's some players who have really taken their chance in the last few weeks and I like Carrie Jones was given the player of the game award and I, and I thought justifiably so I think she was fantastic um but it I, I think the thing I'm most impressed by just on the night on itself is just the the resolve, I think. Like, to dig that deep and have a performance which, if we're honest, was was not great at times and still just do the thing that needed to be done was amazing. And I think we're in a very fortunate position that we have been lucky enough to speak to a couple of these people along the way. And we know, <laughs> as Shira agrees, uh, <laughs> How 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 important this will be to them, yeah. and obviously you know everyone knows that anyway. But I think the sacrifices that some of these players and people have made to get to this point is is unbelievable, uh, and and to see you know that that the next step, if you like, on the ladder and on this journey, kind of fulfilled for them is is just amazing. So just as you say, super impressed, super proud. Um, you know, I just feel so happy for them and. And also the people who've been on the journey. I've just tweeted out now. This is not just about these guys and and the people from the past, like Gwen Harris and and Laura McAllister and countless others, but also about the people that this is going to inspire in the future, which in and of itself is is fantastic. So, just a huge well done to everyone involved, and it's just a, a magnificent achievement. Um, and we hope that we keep uh, we keep rolling on. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the key, isn't it? Draws on Friday. We'll, we'll get to the nuances of that in a bit. But I mean, I'm glad that's coming around quite quickly as well. Although because of the yeah. complications of the playoffs, if, if it, it does. But uh, I think I think it's good that these things keep the momentum going. Um, I mean, it was a slog of a game, wasn't it? I, it was it was it was a difficult watch. <laughs> um, but I think that doggedness is 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 
that's something new really isn't it like we've we've tried sitting back in games before and it has and it and it hasn't worked but I, I like the fact that we weren't we weren't just sitting back for the draw but the kind of circumstances meant we had to dig in for the draw if that makes sense and I, I think there was a a tenacity and a doggedness and a determination which was very pleasing from today's game yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to disagree with you there. Um, I think, I mean, like we've like we've just said there, it was you know far from fun to watch, <laughs> um, and that 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 doggedness was was is so important. And I think whether that was intentional or not, I think there's definite lessons to be learned in in, mm-hmm. in terms of of how we can go ahead against other teams and what we can do. But I will say, you know, for the you know for the stress and everything else that was involved in that they didn't create many kind of super clear cut chances. There was a couple of kind of rangy shots, which whistled over the bar, mm-hmm. but at, at no point do I, do I remember really uh, Laura Stella making a worldy save or someone making a last ditch block or do you know what I mean? I, I think that despite the lack of forward momentum from ourselves at times, we also contained them really well. And I think whilst that may not be as flashy to watch, if you like, it's, it's no less important. Yeah, it um, felt it felt like more like a sort of existential dread than it did actually, you know, in your face fear. If that makes sense, it was it was you were worrying about yeah. what might happen as opposed to what was happening. Um, and I don't know if I don't know what's worse actually, <laughs> in your imagination run riot of you know them scoring with ninety seconds to go or the reality. I'm not quite sure which does my blood pressure more harm. Um, but I agree with you. It wasn't like we were, as you say, like clearing off the line or scrambling or seeding endless corners or anything like that. It wasn't that sort of nil-nil draw, but it was, um, it, it, it doesn't mean it's not stressful. Uh. <laughs> no, I agree. And, and to, to make things worse, I, was, I had a, obviously more than a passing interest in the Dutch outcome, mm-hmm. um, obviously, because if whoever won or lost that game, I suppose, drops into the playoffs. And if Iceland drew, they are qualified automatically and the Dutch are in the playoffs. Yeah. And obviously the Dutch would be a, a very, very difficult opposition in those playoffs. And just as I was kind of watching the end of our game, the Dutch scored in the 93rd minute. And part of me was just like, oh, there you go. That's great news. The Dutch won't be in the playoffs. And I was like, bloody hell. People are scoring goals in the 93rd minute. Can everyone, everyone stop doing that now? <laughs> we've had our fun. You know, we've all had a drink. Everyone calm down. Stop it. Uh, and that didn't help. Then I started feeling sorry for the Icelandics. And I was just like, oh, Christ, can someone just blow the bloody whistle and get this over and done with, please? Um, to, to look at, uh, at what is to come, um, we have uh, eight other teams in the playoffs with us. Switzerland, Iceland, the Republic of Ireland, they are the top three teams who are kind of automatically ranked, if you like, um, and will have a bye in the first round of playoffs. Then it is ourselves, obviously, which is an amazing sentence. Uh, Austria, Belgium, Portugal, Scotland and Bosnia. Um, it's an interesting one, actually. If we'd have, if we'd have won tonight... Um, it wouldn't actually have made a difference in terms of us our, our placing in those rankings unless we'd have won um, by a hilarious amount of goals, uh, maybe five goals. But 
then every team bar one would have had 16 points in that little playoff thing. Uh, we've ended up with 14, the way the system works. 16 and 11 for Bosnia, who were in a very, very tight group when he won three games. I mean, realistically, if we're honest, if if the draw was made right now, we would we would want the Bosnians uh, to be our to be our opponents in in the next round. I mean, Austria, Belgium, Scotland, Portugal, all pretty strong teams. Um, it's 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 certainly going to be you know I know there's a lot of ifs and buts and everything else, but come the sixth of October when these playoffs start, it's it's really going to be a, a, a battle regardless of who we who we pull out of the hat. There's no. There's no, you know, it's never easy at this stage, but there's certainly no kind of easy team in there, I would say, for us. No, I, th- I think the home the home draws may actually end up playing the, the biggest factor here for the, for the nine teams concerned. Um, it's interesting yeah. to me that there isn't any, as far as I can tell, and I've actually been through the array for paperwork trying to double check this, I can't see that there's any weighting or advantage within the nine teams of so who's going to get home um home playoff games potentially so we could end up with you know assuming we get through the first round a home draw in the first round and a home draw in the in the second round if we get really lucky and i think if there's a yeah. te- if there's a team that gets that pattern then i think there's i think that's going to kind of swing the favoritism within the within the groups. Obviously, Switzerland, um, Iceland and Ireland have the advantage of only having to play in one second round game. And yeah. in, in all probability, it's going to be advantage Switzerland and Iceland because they've got the top two spots, um, which then affects the rankings regarding the subsequent playoffs, doesn't it? So. I think we've, yeah. we've covered this, but maybe it wouldn't hurt just to summarise it briefly. So there's ultimately there's three teams going through out of these nine. Three of them are seeded, six aren't. The six that aren't are playing each other in the first round. And then the three winners from those games play another round, the second round, where we're also joined by Switzerland, Iceland and the Republic of Ireland. So ultimately there's three winners out of these nine teams and yeah. the, the top two ranked of those of those are going through automatically to the World Cup, and then the third ranked is going off to a mini tournament down in Australia around Christmas time, I think. Although that that part I'm not certain of. But long story short is because of where we finished in that ranking, if we get through this first and second round, we're almost certainly going to the mini playoff tournament thing, aren't we? Because Really, we'd have to have Bosnia and Herzegovina qualifying as well for us to have anyone that's ranked below us. I think ultimately we would need the teams who are on 16 points to spring a shock, I think, in that second round. And then from that second round shock, if you like, they would have have needed to have done it via penalties. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so there's a draw in normal time, which means then we would win our second round game and that would put us further in the rankings. So th- there is definitely uh, a- a- an issue, if mm-hmm. you like, um, yeah. there, because th- in all likelihood, we're going through to the uh, inter-conf- confederational playoffs, uh, which is between the 18th and the 23rd of February in New Zealand, 2023. So... 
I mean, you know, this is Wales. Mm -hmm. You do never like to do these things easy. If you then qualify into that, I mean, I don't necessarily want to go through this whole thing, but there's seeded teams, unseeded teams. There's going to be three groups. It is just going to be a bit of a circus. You rather get out of your group by winning your group, and then if you win your group, you then go into some sort of weird round-robin playoff thing. So I think, ultimately, if Wales are to qualify... In all likelihood, we're going to need to win or do well in five games, I think. Right. So, you know, it's whilst I don't want to temper the excitement of any of this stuff, there is definitely an element <laughs> of, you know, where this is far from over yet. So, uh, to uh, all intents and purposes, we're, we're, we're in a playoff for a playoff, so to, kind of, yeah, is what we think in short. It's all, it looks like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, let's less worry about that another time. Yeah, yeah. Um I think I think for now we've just got to look forward to to the draw on Friday mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of focus on 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 this achievement. Um I don't know about you, but I felt a different kind of emotion I think whilst I when that final whistle went. I remember when I was when we were at the Ukraine game, I just, as soon as the whistle went, I just kind of burst into tears. I, I don't know how to kind of describe my emotion there. Whereas here, I think, I don't know whether it's a personal thing or what, or, and just the way that these players are, but it, it's, it, I felt like I'm not happy for myself, but happy for them, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Is that a bit cheesy? I don't know. But yeah, it was. I, I felt like it was a different type of, 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 of happiness uh, or, or euphoria shall we say yeah um and i and it's it's quite it's quite nice and i think they've done such a great job of connecting with the fans uh, uh, people like us the media those tiny uh, the tiny welsh media videos as well like uh, it's so important what they've done here i think and and how they've done it how they've connected with the fans and and, and groups like us as well yeah now I, th- I think there is a different relationship interestingly between the the women's team and um their fans and supporters and and part of that is that they've had to work it differently haven't they they've had they've had to sort of invest invest in it in a way that the men's team haven't had to do recently and and I don't think that that's that's not disparaging of either group I think it's just it's just a sort of different different journey isn't it and they're in a different uh a different place with their fans and supporters and hence there's a different relationship with the with the with yeah. the, fan, the fan base and it is a lot more personal um you know and the, the i think that openness and that accessibility and that um and the fact that their joy is very uh it's very visceral it's very real because this is such a step um i think it is somewhat different i mean i think it's i, I think there are there are similarities that one can see between the two journeys and the sort of the progression that the the men have made and this progression that the women are making. And I think, I think there, there will definitely be things that they can learn from each other. Um, And I think, I think that's a, you know, speaks well of the FAW as well, that this, this, this kind of, um, they're sort of, what am I trying to say here? Like there isn't, it is not a cookie cutter of what's worked for the men is going to work for the women, and there isn't nobody's trying to do I that. I, I like the fact that there are sort of they're sort of independent entities in that regard, but there are lessons to learn, and I think there's there's also you know uh, 
things that they can each pull from the other. And I think on the men's side, it might be the relationships. And from the women's from the women's side onto the women's side, it might be that sort of professional um, attitude. And I think it's good that they can kind of synergy these backwards and forwards between the two the, the two entities. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, looking looking at the match itself, mm-hmm. uh, as I said earlier, Carrie Jones is our our standout player. Easily, uh, one I thought she was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I I just wondered if you want to say a few things about her because I I. I I'll be honest, I was slightly concerned that we didn't have Jess Fishlock. Yeah. Certainly tonight, less so in the week, uh, but certainly tonight. Um, and I think, again, you know, things you wouldn't have imagined, but here we are having achieved this and got across this line with without possibly Wales' all-time greatest female player <laughs> yeah. uh, who sat on the bench whilst this 19-year-old has come on and and had a real impact, it's, you know, in these final two games especially. Yeah, I mean, I think we did miss Jess Fishlock today, but I think it was more about um, the kind of the running of the midfield in, in terms of her, like, tactical awareness and, and, and communication. I think we missed her from that point of view. I'm not sure we necessarily missed her as a player. I think we might have missed her as a mature chatty <laughs> loud <you know? laughs> kind of you miss that part of her but not I don't think we necessarily missed her as a player um but you know you'd never not want her on the field don't get me wrong but I, I think I think that's where the gap was perhaps um Ingle is quite quiet really as a captain isn't she she's not your mouthy captain I think it was a game where yeah. we, might, we might have needed more of that and Tash seemed Tash, you know, we were talking the other day about the games and the start of the season and that sort of thing. For me, Tash was the one who looked tired today. Um, yeah. So I, I, wonder I, if the, I wonder if the preseason and the moving of clubs and that sort of thing has caught up with her a bit in this game. Um, I thought Rhiannon Roberts yeah. had an excellent game. I thought Rachel Rowe grew into the lad. Uh, Rachel Rowe grew into the game. <laughs> excuse me, Evans and, and Lad are getting better and better at the back there. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's, there's a lot to be positive. It was just, it was just a difficult game to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I mean, for what it's worth, I think, I think we missed Fishlock in that, that kind of link role that she does so well, where she's joining the midfield and the attack together in such an effective and efficient way. I mm. think we, we we missed her ability to do that. And I think at, at times, um, Kaylee Green looked a little bit isolated and grew increasingly frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you about Tash Hardin, but I think, uh, I think what you said about Rachel Rowe is very true there. I thought after a quiet kind of opening, maybe 15 minutes, I thought her alongside Carrie Jones was our, was our best player, I thought. Mm-hmm. Carrie Jones was just so dynamic and wanted the ball and drove forward every time she got it and was always looking to be on the front foot. And do you know what? Sometimes she didn't always make the best decision, but she's 19 and you never know if one of those kind of shots fly in or get a nick as they go through or, Mm -hmm. you know, 
then then it's worthwhile. And I just I thought she was I thought she was superb, and I was so impressed with Rachel Rowe's dynamism from left back. She was always up joining the attack, and I think it's interesting that we have two quite contrasting fullbacks. Rihanna Roberts will drive forward at times, but it's much more conservative. I would say, yeah. kind of weighs her opportunities to go forward a little bit more, whereas Rachel Rowe wants to drive and, and push on and join the attack almost every single time she can. And, and I love that about her. And I thought that was something she did well. She got us further up the pitch at times mm-hmm. when we couldn't quite do it or where we were kind of misplacing passes. She was in the right place, it felt like, to kind of pop up and, and um, add extra pressure to the ball and, and create a turnover in, a, in an important part of the pitch. So I agree. I think Carrie Jones, just the last thing for me on, on her was the way she has slotted into what is an experienced team. Mm-hmm taken a, a huge huge responsibility uh in 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 that attacking role scored the goal in the week obviously couldn't quite get a goal today but was at the heart of everything positive about us i mean what maturity for someone of that age to to come in and and impact the game in such a crucial way um in 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 what is a very tight knit and, and kind of experienced and group and a well-oiled machine it's, it was genuinely uh, super impressive to see so um, I just I, I wanted to kind of make special mention her because I just thought she was like I th- never mind just the best player for us she was the best player on the pitch by quite a distance I mm-hmm. thought yeah no I think I think her growth over the last oh I don't know maybe over even just between April's games and 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 these you know she's the yeah it's there's no there's no doubt there's there's a great player in the making there and I think her like you say her ability just to just want to be involved in everything and and be part of everything. I think that was very telling today. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I think the the wider performance can can wait for a conversation another day because there was mm-hmm. a, a lot to mention there, and, and you know, I would imagine that the nerves probably didn't help the situation either. But before we finish, I just want to. Uh, make reference of the of the attendance, which I know we mentioned mm-hmm. when we discussed this last week. But to have, as you said, there almost thirteen thousand people go to a, a women's game, I think is fantastic. And I think watching here, the thing that I was kind of equally as impressed with is the numbers, or was not just the numbers, but also the type of person who was there. If you like, mm-hmm. normally, kind of in, in games gone by, you've seen women and young girls and, and a, maybe a, a couple of dads here and there. Whereas this was a real mixture of people, of, of, of young uh, young families, older families, grandparents, young boys, young girls. Um, and I think that is a real sign of, of how, when we say things like they've inspired a, a generation of girls, yeah, they have, but they've not just inspired a generation of girls, they've inspired a generation of people, be that as older fans who are willing to spend their money and spend their time going to watch women's football or younger boys who are now looking up and not just seeing Gareth Bale, but they're also seeing Sophie Ingle and Ihara James and and that sort of thing. I, I think it's so important that not only are the numbers growing, not only are there more people playing football, whatever, but also it's a full range of people who are going there. And I think that's so important. And, and whatever happens in the future with the playoffs and whatever, I think the legacy that this team, this group of people, this core of maybe 10, 15 players mm-hmm. is just so impressive and is so important and I think deserves as much recognition almost as the as the outcome itself and I 
I know it's it's bigger. It, you know, it's it's easy to say that it's easy to say that, but this is genuinely something that is bigger than just the result tonight, and I think that's really important. Yeah, no, I I, I can't disagree with anything there. Watching the images, that was one of the most striking things to me as as well. Was as you said previously, you might have seen a group of you know twelve year old girls cheering them along, but there were twelve year old lads cheering them along. And I think that's such such a step that you are a football fan, full stop, you know, and it doesn't matter who's pulling on the shirt. You're just getting behind them because they're pulling on that shirt. You know, that's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well, I, in the short term, don't have anything else to add to you, Ruth. (laughs) It's it's been a great, uh, exciting, tension-filled evening, uh, uh, which means that uh, I am absolutely ready for bed and uh, I'm going to start plotting my way to uh, to a playoff game maybe in mm-hmm. uh, in the next uh, in the next couple of months we shall see yeah yeah well that sounds great oh another good night another good night <laughs> exactly exactly who knew that supporting uh, the Welsh national football <laughs> team was going to have this many highs because I certainly didn't <laughs> Uh, so we're what a fantastic, uh, fantastic achievement! Uh, and just one more time before we finish, just congratulations to everyone involved. It's uh, it's a magnificent achievement, and everyone should be so proud of themselves. And, and hopefully, this is not the end of the journey. No, it's just yeah, we're on a journey, and let's just keep chugging forward. This is wonderful. Exactly, this is what we wanted. Well, thank you very much, Ruth, as always, for your time. You take care. Have a good evening. <laughs> I will do last one last thing before we go. If you can like and subscribe us and uh, follow us and whatever, add us to your library on whatever format you listen on, be that iTunes, Spotify, whatever, that would be great. Equally, if you can support us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Coleman's Dream so we can keep this free, that would be fantastic. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash Coleman's Dream. Uh, the marketing push is over for another week. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for your time, ladies and gentlemen, and we will speak to you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.